This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. The Knicks putting themselves in position and how they're actually contending right now. You got two pieces to try to be better this year. Really like what Leon Rose and company did with this. Leon and his staff, I thought, did a great job. You have been the best organization in the NBA in the last four seasons. The only thing that the Knicks were missing was depth. And right now, they're deeper than the Pacific Ocean. And everybody else in the Eastern Conference need to get life jackets, including the Boston Celtics. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. All right, now DNR, 7 o'clock hour, 98.7 ESPN. You know, uh, we're going to get to the NFL in just a moment. You know what gets me nervous about listening to Kendrick Perkins? I, I, I mean, it sounds great. I, I don't see the Knicks going to the NBA Finals. Well, he's been all in. You got to understand, he's been all in with. The I, I I get it, but I mean, I think you have to be realistic, right? But his reality is different than your reality. I mean, he's, okay, he was, he was first to the party before everyone else. Remember when the whole like Becky Hammond stuff came out, where you know, Jalen Brunson is too small, or do you have enough? Even Kenny Smith last night talking about how I mean, do you have the two best players in the series? Now it went from one to now do you have the two best players with the combination of of Brunson and Randall in one of these series. And Kendrick was early to the party, and he thinks now. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what gets me excited is listening to Richard Jefferson talk about how we've been the best-run organization in the NBA for the last four it's years. Wi- it's wild. And you know what? It's accurate. And when Rose took over, he made moves which made you scratch your head. And yeah. I think were bad moves. And since he got past that initial wave of what the hell is going on, he's been unbelievable. Right, but even the Fournier move, which wasn't a great move, now ends up being to your benefit. What, well, but now it does. But it, it was a, that was a bad signing. It was. Yeah, taking the chance on Kemba. And there's been some missteps, too, like drafting Obi Toppin and stuff like that. But as far as the, I mean, free agent signings and the trades that he's made. Amazing. Like, and you said it kind of in the rejoin, and it's exactly how I felt when he made the moves, is you, you know, what I think the goal, the intended goal of this, this deadline was try to give this team, which has earned it, the best, their best opportunity to get as far as possible and not affect, not negatively affect your chances this offseason to get the big prize. Right. Right. So I mean, listen. You got to expect you're going to win a series, right? If you don't, I I think. Are you at the point where if you don't win a series, this would be a failure? Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're healthy. Yeah, if you're healthy. Yeah, that's always. I mean, that's always going to be. I mean, that's always going to be always kind of be how you you set the stage. They have to be healthy, obviously. So they have to win a series, and then I guess anything beyond that would be gravy or no? Like, are you at the point where you're looking? I think it depends. I think it depends on the matchup. I also think it depends on you know, the health of all these other teams. I mean, there's some. I was listening to some uh, some Celtics fans yesterday talking about you know, the moves that the Knicks made, and they're just like, "Listen, we have concerns about KP. Like uh, Porzingis is. I mean, he has the you know the history, the track record of of being hurt. They got some depth issues that they're dealing with. They don't love the coaching. Milwaukee right now trying to figure it out with Doc. They lost again last night. Right. They they, they bring they in, don't play any defense. They bring in Pat Bev. And I don't know if you've ever seen some of the. We watch any of the uh, video clips of Pat Bev and Dame Lillard going back and forth. Yes. So that should be an interesting dynamic there. So, like, there's a real opportunity. Like there is Joel Embiid and his knee. So I think that's why a lot of people are saying with how you know how well this team has played, how well Jalen Brunson has played, 
You got two legitimate all stars. OG, what he's done for you defensively. If this team is healthy with the kind of depth they have now, I know uh, it's it's very exciting to think about. I, I try to like temper my expectations because it's it's right there, it's right there, and they're trending in the right direction. All right, let's switch our attention to the Super Bowl. So today's Friday, Sunday, six thirty kicks off. Right? Is that we have usually like an exact time? What is it like six twenty five or something? What's the exact time it kicks off? Do you have any idea? What, six, eight, for three, me, something in no, I don't range. listen. I don't even care. My Super Bowl is kicking off around like three ish. Three, yeah. Like I, I will start. I will start stuffing my face around three ish. Sherry, I don't think Sherry doesn't want to watch the game with me alone. She's made that abundantly clear. Is she, is she scared for her well being, or well, I think she's she, not it's enjoyable. It's not not enjoyable to watch because the boys are going to go out to their their friends' houses and and Super Bowl parties, and she's like, "You're going to be dialed in on the game. You're not going to want to talk about you know like cute stuff with me." So. She made me text my friend yesterday and say, Would, do you guys want to come over and watch the game? Which I did. Then he's like, I'm sorry, we're going to another Super Bowl party. And he goes, wait a second. I thought you don't do that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm not asking for me. I was asking for Sherry. But they can't come, so it's me and Sherry. Well, that's kind of sad. Uh, for her, I guess, not for me. So you're excited about it? No, I'm not. I, I don't like watching. Like, I'm happy to watch the game with her. But I, you know, and I hope that she gets involved in the game. But I'm not, I'm not upset that it's just going to. All be right, two so let me us. get this straight. So uh-huh. let me get this straight. Uh, what what time are the boys leaving for their little Super Bowl parties? I don't know. I probably four four thirty. I would guess. So I don't from know. four or four thirty, till whenever the Super Bowl ends, you're going to have that house to yourself. That's right. Just you and Sherry. That's right. A beautiful TV room. Mm-hmm. No kids. That's right. And the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, if you're if you don't take advantage of that, my friend, um, you think I, we need six hours for this? No, I, I don't need no, not six hours, but there could be this could be multiple times. Oh, really? I think so. You don't like halftime anyway. How about the? Sm- not, not, not only do I not like halftime, I how, I detest halftime. How about this though? How about we go pregame, pre-game. get number one out of the way, and then halftime, the soothing sounds of Usher as you go round number two. And you could do it anywhere. Kitchen table. Maybe we watch the game naked. Uh, listen, I was going to suggest it. I don't know if that's your thing or not, but I mean, you could christen that whole house tomorrow on Sunday if you want. Every room in the house. Every room. Chase her around, whatever you want. <laughs> Can I use a spatula? Uh, listen, how you live your life is that's how you live your life. Mm-hmm. You want to spank her with a spatula? Let it burn. Let it burn. Oh. What what do you set the over under at? Uh, one and a half. I think that's I, I that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, maybe you know what you do. I'll tell you what you do. You chase do around the spatula, give her a little spanking, and then maybe you pull out Ron Papil's little device and you slice and dice and Marianne it. But I think Marianne jealous. She know what you mean. She's like, who's Marianne? You are right now, baby. Yeah, that's right. You're Marianne. You're Julianne. You're every Ann. And then maybe you lick the boom boom down to finish it off. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe I just play drops as an aphrodisiac. <laughs> I don't even say anything. I just boom, said, boom down. Yeah. Hey, Sherry. How you good, dude? Licky boom boom down. <laughs> Licky boom boom down. Does he have ED? <laughs> oh, it's so clever. Look at us. Could you? How funny would it be, though? Because Sherry listens to the, the show all the time. Well, if, I'm sure she's listening now. No, but if you were having a hard time, and then in that voice, she's like, what do you have, ED? Yeah. What's wrong ED? with you? You have ED? <laughs> No, I do not, Marianne. Brian and Huntington. 
One and a half, huh? I'll put it at one and a half. I think, in, and I've challenged you now, so it'll go over. I'd be like a sexual camel. But here's the thing. You don't need to be a sexual camel. you got the house to yourself. That's right. If I had the house to myself on a Super Bowl Sunday, you could set that number at probably four and a half. No uh-huh. way. You couldn't do four and a half. Uh-huh. Stop I'm it. telling you. Stop uh-huh. it. You give me that much time? <laughs> it's everywhere. Bang, bang, bang. Lots Boy. of bang, bang, bang. Let, let's go to... D. James in Jersey. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, D. James, turn the radio down behind you. Good good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling about the 49ers, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's our time to win the Super Bowl, you know. I think we're going to beat them by a double digit, you know what I mean? They beat us 2019. We've been to like five... Uh, for NFC champion in five years, three straight. So, I think we're gonna win the Super Bowl. All right. L- listen, you, you know what's odd to me is that there's there's so many Niners fans. There are a lot of Niners fans. I just uh, here's the thing though. Like, I mean, I get it. If I was a Niners fan too, I- I'd be like, "This is our time. We're gonna win the Super Bowl." But I can't. I couldn't feel great saying that. I don't know how you possibly could. Right. I mean, I mean you're going up against the, this coach-quarterback combination that, I mean, outside of their one hiccup. I mean, what have they lost? Three games together? They lost one, two to Brady and one to Burrow. Right. One to Brady when they were offside by an inch, right? Yep. Otherwise, they would have won that game. The one in overtime to Burrow. And so there's one game that you look at, you're like, boy, they like they were thoroughly outplayed in that game. Well, Mahomes didn't, remember that first one, though, too. Mahomes didn't get the ball. He never got um, the ball back in that game. It went overtime, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal, right? Oh, no, they marched right down. It did. You talk about the one against uh... Brady marched right down the field, and then scoring a touchdown. Oh, oh game. Brady! I thought you were talking about Burrow. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. No, that, that was the only one. The second half against Cincinnati, Mahomes was not great. Against well, he wasn't good in the Super Bowl either, Burrow. but they were just kind of outmanned in that game. Well, but that's because they were decimated. He was running for his life in that right. Super Bowl. You've never seen it like that before. No, I would say right. So here's the thing. So let's like let's talk about. Now we got plenty of time to get into this, but let's let's focus on this here for a quick second, because the caller the the caller is all excited. Everyone's all excited. Is start with coaching. Reed, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I would give. I'd I'll probably call, take. I'd probably take Reed, but I think you could almost say that's a push. Right, I push that. So now let's go to, let's go to, the other coaches. Oh, Steve. Yeah, see, I don't think you win that if you're the Niners. Right? No, it's Spags. Now right. let's go. Now let's go quarterbacks. Uh, come on. Okay. Uh, so like, I get it. Talent wise, I think San Francisco is the more talented team. But quarterback favors Kansas City. Right. Experience with the quarterback favors Kansas City. Right. O- overall coaching. It's overall coaching because Spags. I think the other thing too is is. Defensively, I think you can make both teams because Buffalo ran the ball against Kansas City's defense. And I think Kansas City, we've already seen Green Bay do it, and we saw Detroit do it. You can run on San Francisco's defense. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. What keeps what keeps coming up when I start to try to figure out who I want to pick is it feels like this is going to be one of those games that's going to come down to a big mistake. And right now, from what you've seen, who do you feel has the better chance to make the well, mistake. The, the, the Chiefs don't really make big mistakes. They have Right, because they haven't. Like RJ even put it in his look at, that's what scares him is, the guys that were making those mistakes during the season, like balls like off their hands, interceptions, like the, they don't, they're not using those guys anymore. The ball's going to Pacheco, it's going to Kelsey. I mean, it's, it's 
it, it went to MVS in a big spot, but they are like even the tackle situation. I mean, they they're not taking penalties. Like it's just they're they're playing really good football, and I don't think I can say I can't say the same about what well, I've seen not, from San Francisco so far. The Niners are not playing really good football. They're here. They had moments in each of those two games where you're like, boy, you're, there there's the Niners, but they didn't play a complete game. I mean, I got l- let me be honest with you here. I thought they were outplayed against Green Bay and against Detroit. I thought they were the, the the second team in those games. Right, and they took advantage of what? Both of those defenses aren't nearly the same defense as good as Kansas City's defense. And on top of that, they took advantage of mistakes, coaching mistakes, the fu- the, the fumble, the Gibbs right. fumble. Right. Uh, Green I mean, Bay not being able to put seven points on the board, and they, they, they settled for three a bunch of times. Right. That's like I don't think Kansas City is going to make those mistakes. Right. I agree with you. It's why I'm, I'm leaning. And again, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Like, I'm leaning Kansas City. But I'm like 55-45. Like, I, I think the Niners have a real chance to win this game. Obviously, they're favorite in the game. But I just, I can't, I always go back to, I can't go against Mahomes in that spot. No, but it's not even just Mahomes. Like, yeah, Mahomes is part of it, but it's that defense. Like, I just don't feel like the, this defense has gotten nearly enough credit. They never will. They never, when, when Mahomes and Reed are your quarterback-coach combination, the defense is never going to get the, the love it, it deserves. Like, this is a good defense, man. they got good corners. But it is going to be tough. Like when you start looking at like the amount of of offensive fi- firepower that that San Francisco can throw at you, it's going to be a good football game. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Whoever says that there's no juice in this game's out of their mind. You're I've talking heard that. about, dude. You're talking about. I mean, two of the best teams in the league. That's what you want to see in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, San Francisco was the best team in the NFC all year long, and Kansas City had a hiccup. But at the end of the day, cream rises to the top, and they've been the best team in this postseason. Right. You still had one of the best defenses the entire season, but yes, the offense had not been good for most of the regular season, and then all of a sudden now has kind of flipped the switch. And then they go into Buffalo and into Baltimore and beat both those teams, and here they are again. So it should be a really, really good game. 1-800-919-3776. Let's, uh, let's get to the calls. We'll analyze the game with you guys. By the way, two great tight ends in this game as well, Kelsey and Kittle. It's DNR with you right here on a Football Friday on 98.7 ESPN. All right, now Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kids' bats up to a shower and did an amazing job. Customized just as we wanted. Only one expert installer. Process was so easy. There's no demo. There's no mess. And Bathfitter is a high-quality, permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three-plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bat today. Like we did at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one bathfitter. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. RJ, do you have like a, a mixtape you'll listen to before the game on, on Sunday? No. Like, because I'm kind of a motivating music melange? No, I'm not. Sadly, I'm not playing in the game, so I'll just be taking it all in. A lot of nervous energy. You've probably already picked up on that. I, I think. RJ, I, what happens What happens? a Niners win? Any chance we have like a celebratory baby on the way if that happens? <laughs> I couldn't handle that right now. You'd be so excited. So he's he's, he's like pulling that. the reverse Rothenberg? Yeah, I couldn't handle that right now. But uh, RJ I... RJ should name the next baby Francisco. I think what you get... If they do win, is probably it's probably what you get from Raymond most days, which is just me not sleeping. I'll just I would be consuming every bit. What of, would you do? Like what would you do? Not Niners win. Do you go? Do you just go get food? Do you go running? <laughs> do you wait? Would you wake no. up Antonio and like dance with him? Like what do you do? Uh, I would wake up Antonio. I I, I I do like that page out of your book where you woke up uh, Ben Ben and yep. said you need to take this in. Wait, and it'll mean more down the road, hopefully. But I know I'm. I haven't celebrated that many titles in my life. But when whenever it does happen, I want to consume every piece of coverage, every speech, every interview. So you don't sleep at all on Sunday night. No, I I don't go out. And, I mean, if I lived amongst a ton of Niner fans, maybe I guess it would be different. But for me, I'll I will probably just sit in front of the TV or on my phone all night watching everything. I'm so excited for you. I'm nervous for him. I am, but like, yeah, like that. But I'm, I'm excited. This is how I would feel. Like, this is how how RJ feels right now is how you'd feel before a, a game. Like, if RJ was a professional athlete right now, get himself geared up for a big game. This is how you feel. Well, it's, it's lucky to be. I mean, listen, this is all what we do. It's it's not because Ann just asked me yesterday. She's like, what? Is she is she nervous? Like for you, I think she's more nervous for me than she is like for the game. Sure, because I'm not. I'm not the kind. Of, I'm not going to go and like flip a table over if they lose. I just you go. You guys in, will stay married if they lose, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I just go into like a a, a borderline depression. Like I, I'm not that angry loser of my teams. I just go into like a very deep sadness. I don't really say much for a while. We don't want that though. No, we, we don't like, want that at happy. all. No, that's why you're not going to. You're not going to unless something really like wild happens, which I guess could happen to Super Bowl. You're not going to get me on Monday if they lose. As not coming to work, breaking the microphone, I just go. I slip into sadness slash depression for like a, a lengthy stretch. Uh, RJ is going to be a great source of conversation, regardless of what happens. Like, they win, he's going to be so excited, we bring him on air. They lose, I think people are going to want to hear how you how you handle that kind of thing. Yeah, and what's tough, at least with the K-Show, when I went four years ago, there was like a, almost a full day to burn it off. Game ends at you know, right. t- 10 o'clock, you're not there till 3. But, e- but even so, 
Yeah. I mean, y- y- you're right. It's what? It's a nine-hour difference. But even so, I mean, that, that, that Monday after losing to Kansas City must have been awful for you. And you had to travel back, right? Yep. Woke up that- at four in the morning. Oh. But this one is going to be, I mean, what are we talking about? Eight, seven or eight hours? So. Instant reaction. RJ Santillo, 6 a.m. on Monday morning. That'd be oh. so good. And, so good. And, well, it's, it's either the greatest or the toughest thing about what we do. Because it'll, I won't be able to avoid it Monday, whatever happens. Yeah, but I think it's still the greatest, though. At least you get to, I mean, you yeah, you four get, hours to get it out of your system. Yeah, this yeah, one feel, it never goes away. Yeah, this one. I'm, I'm not even a believer of. I think, I think a lot of people are saying like the windows closed, the Niners. If not now, then never. What I'm concerned about is that this is the Niners' time, and there's just somebody that we will look back on as, I don't know, the greatest, second greatest ever. That's just in our way. And nobody blames those teams. We went over them the other day. People that, teams that didn't win because of Jordan, Brady. We don't go back and blame those teams. Is Couldn't get over the hump. We just say it's just the wrong time. You picked the wrong time to be really good. Yeah, but this is the second consecutive like generation of wrong time. Yeah. Right? You, you, had, you had the Patriots and now you have the Chiefs. And imagine seeing it against the same guys four years later. But the Patriots, as good as they were, did have, like, they were beaten three times. They were, but by twice by one guy, which you know, and the other just by I, I, a that wild never, set of That will never make sense to me, ever. No. I actually was thinking about that the other day. I don't care, Philly special, I don't care what they did. I still don't really know how that happened. It'll never make sense. And, and not playing Malcolm Foles, Butler buddy. is unbelievable. This is what they do, though, man. That's what Bill Belichick does, accountability. I know. I whatever. Well, that's the hardest part of doing that stuff, though. When you coach like that, you want to punish the player, but by punishing the player, you're punishing the team, the team, the fan base, everybody. That's the crappy part of that. Oh, it's awful. Let, let's go to these callers. I don't want to talk about that. Dave in the car. Good morning, Dave. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> I just want to give you a perspective and ask a question. In my opinion, it's simple. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, I can't bet Purdy over Mahomes. I just think the moment's going to be too big for him, even with all the weapons. But let me just ask this. Considering the success the Niners have had, right, they get in this moment and Purdy lays an egg. At this point with San Francisco, do you consider getting a more prominent quarterback in that role because they fail with Galapagos? I don't know who. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Though. I, don't, don't, know I don't know who. I mean, what, what do you, what do you want to bring in? The, the guy, Dave, the guy was terrific in the big moment against Green Bay, right? In the big moment. He Not was. that he was great during the entire game. In, in the second half against Detroit, he was phenomenal. He's led them to a Super Bowl and an appearance in the NFC Championship game where he didn't even have an opportunity to succeed. And you want to move on from I that? agree. No, I didn't say move on. I'm saying, do you consider moving on? Because consider this, right? Well, they are. It sounds like they already did. The, Listen, it, it sounds like they already did after last season with Brady this year. With Purdy coming off the injury, they didn't know what it was going to be like. It was his throwing elbow. They asked Brady. He said no. Right. And then what does Brock Purdy do? Comes back, doesn't skip a beat, has a great season. And People thought MVP up to like a month ago. Dude, this is his second year. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're, we're we're neglecting to realize this is his first full year as a starter in the NFL. I'm not. I'm not. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing him in any way all i'm saying is if he with this amount of talent on this team it, it obviously it appears they were running back 
But would you consider other options if a better quarterback was out there, considering the money you have to pay him and how strapped this team would be moving well, forward? Him, because they had a lot of talent now. they have to pay. Yeah, right. So I think I just, you just probably just answered You're paying them nothing though. now. Right. You're paying them nothing now, but you will have to pay him after this season. Well, Dave, Dave what quarterback? Let, let me ask you this before we let you go. What quarterback would you want that you that is realistic? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know who, who's out there as the free agent. I don't. I, I don't. I can't I, think no, of anyone. No, you want Kirk okay, Cousins? Off Do you want Kirk Cousins? Um, it's possible if I felt like he came off his injury well. I can see him in this offense blowing, lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, he, he's lighting it up in Minnesota right now, and he would have arguably a bit more talent in San Francisco with a much better defense. But you'd have to see how he how he well, come up with injury. Well, depends on what you lose. Healthy though. Cousins. Yeah, yeah, but but you're right? also going to lose, Dave. What makes Brock Purdy f- perfect for this team is not just the production, because this production, say we want about Garoppolo in this offense, this offense has been better with with Brock Purdy. Do we all agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. On top of the fact that you're paying him nothing, it's going to cost you at the very least $30 million, at the least, to get Kirk Cousins. So paying him 30 or whatever it ends up costing you, $40 million bucks a season, what are you losing now? Like Brock Purdy made, Brock Purdy's cap hit this season was a million bucks. His cap hit. Right. You're paying him nothing. And 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 this idea that he's not good, he's good. He's better than good. I mean, we talked about this guy's the MVP up to like that game against the Ravens where it kind of got away. Uh, no, Kirk Cousins said it perfectly yesterday on McAfee because he's dealt with the same thing. Is for whatever reason, wherever you got drafted follows you forever. It's ridiculous. It and didn't how, follow Brady though. Well, it, I mean, yeah, it didn't because he ended up winning six Super Bowls. Right. Seven. Well, I mean, say with the Patriots. I mean, right. six of the Patriots. But um, I, I think people can't get over the fact that he was the last pick in the draft. And they want to lean on the fact that they already have they have Kyle Shanahan. They have Christian McCaffrey. They got Kittle. They got Ayuk. They got all these. They got Debo. All these weapons. Trent Williams. Which is great. Good for Brock Purdy. And it is great. Is, it benefits him. Listen, do I think if you put Brock Purdy on the Giants, he'd be the same quarterback? No. He's do 24 I think he's, years old. Do I think he's a good quarterback with a very bright future? Who can win? Clearly he can win. Yeah, we get so caught up with the. I mean, I've, I've heard so much about the talent, like the arm talent. Who cares how much talent And where have? do you like want to go? Like, what, do you bring in another quarterback? Well, like, who? Josh know, but Allen? But it's, it's, the wor- it's the biggest misconception in sports, though, is that everything is always just dictated by talent. There are, I, can, I can give you a list. I could, say, I could spend four hours listing off people I've played with that are the most talented people you've ever seen in your entire life that never did anything. Because it's not just talent. There's plenty of people that are talented. Like, just because Brock Purdy's not the most talented guy, he doesn't have the arm strength or whatever you want to call it, and he, for whatever reason, he got drafted, you know, with the last pick in the draft. Like, uh, his ability in this, especially in this offense, to do all the things that are necessary for this, this team to, to put up a ton of points, the fact that he can use his legs that we've seen the last couple of weeks, I mean, I don't know what else you want from this kid outside of the fact that you, you're mad at yourself for not realizing that this kid should have been drafted higher. Yeah, well, everybody made that mistake over and over and over and over. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I mean, good news for me, bad news for you. This might be my last show. Why? What happened? I just received an email. I'm, I might be on the verge of inheriting a lot of money from an African distant cousin. Oh, a prince. Yes. Of Zamunda? No, not Zamunda. No. Explain, explain, please. 
I, got, I received an email that said I might be the beneficiary of $14 million. No way. Yeah. But this, I don't know that it's legit. What is that, Velvet? Yeah. Right on the verge of that. Yeah, but even if you get the $14 million, you can't leave. I probably would have to. No. Good morning, my neighbors! Could I make demands? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, you can make as many demands as you want. You're not going to, they're not going to give you anything, but. No. You'd have some serious leverage, finally. I don't need this job. I just inherited $14 million. That's right. I'm an African prince. Wouldn't that be wild? Uh, Football Friday. He's got his own money. Yeah, by (laughs) Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. So we have uh, Around the League in about 10 minutes. NFL Awards last night. Cowboys make a hiring. Then we have a football frenzy. We have a lot to do. You know, you have to... um, you have to choose our Superbox numbers in the 930 Oh, slot. very exciting, yeah. I know. You have a deck of cards you can do that with? Do I have a deck of cards? Of course. Of course you do. And, of course, we have the, the legal ID coming your way top of the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, don't forget, too, around the league, uh, Woody Johnson spoke, which was nice. <laughs> was it nice? No. No, it's not. We'll, we'll get to it. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, well, it's, it's tough to even say anything. But It's tough to have any kind of reaction We'll, we'll we'll get to it. I promise. Seven forty five, maybe seven forty seven. A lot of phone calls lined up. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Say good morning. What's up, Ira? Good morning. Happy Super Bowl weekend. And uh, out of respect for RJ, I mean, I know you know which way I'm leading. Rick brought it up earlier. You know, I, I can't go against Mahomes, and you know what, Spagnola is not getting enough credit. He pretty much. He neutralized the Bills. He took away the long passing game. He shut down Lamar Jackson. But with that said, I'm rooting for the 49ers. But you know what I'm rooting for? I'm rooting for Purdy to get a hangnail, and Donald got to come in, and he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would love to see Why? Donald holding the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I just think, you know what? The kid, uh, he's gotten beaten up. Um, and you know what? I think it would be a great moment for RJ with the 49ers winning. And at least for me, uh, getting to know him very little, good guy. I love to see him standing up there with the Lombardi Trophy. There's a chance I go missing if that happens. Well, I don't understand how you yeah. could be a Jets fan and he wants want to, he Sam wants to Darnold punish to go himself. out there and, and win the Super Bowl. He wants to punish himself. He's it's just that, that miserable? It's not bad enough that he, that he travels around and has to watch... Watch the watch the Jets and pay all that money to watch the Jets every week. But he just now now he would choose to watch Sam Darnold win the Super Bowl. No, no. Ar- I'm sure RJ wouldn't care. No, RJ didn't care. I mean, he could. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Yeah, he wouldn't care if they were in their wing tee in the second half of the game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he almost he saw that in the NFC Championship game last year. Every was, quarterback going down. That was I felt so bad for him last year. Oh, what are you going to do in that point? I mean, yeah, you felt bad, but what are you going to do? But, but you know what? I, I was getting annoyed at the Knicks. Like, not not the, what the Knicks were doing. Just like you had no chance last night. Imagine that in, in an NFC championship game. The helpless feeling? No. It's so it's so helpless. That'd be brutal. Um, Andrew in Riverdale. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Rick. Hey, Dave. How's it going? What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. I was just calling in uh, about the Brock Purdy topic. And I feel a lot of people are overlooking his contribution to the team. And it just brings to mind that old saying, 
you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And that's just what it reminds me of every time that his contribution to the team is something that's just connecting with everybody. So you could put a better quarterback in there, but it just might work. I mean, it just might not work. Anyway, that was my two cents. I, I And thanks for the call. I just Listen, you got Patrick Mahomes on the one side, right, who is just at a, at a different level. I really I don't understand the slander for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is a, is a very good quarterback. Well, it should be a great story. Like, it should be a story that you, I mean, this, this underdog story of a guy who was taking the last pick in the draft that all of a sudden now is, is the starting quarterback for the, the Niners in the Super Bowl. Like, it should be a great story that you rally around. Like, it doesn't matter if you're the most physically gifted or where you get drafted. You know, like, if you do the right things, you can make it. And for some reason, it's not. People want to call him a game manager and everything else. Like, I'm, how many times have you said it, though? I, I feel like I've said it a million times with the Jets. I mean, where you get drafted is, it's not necessarily how high you get drafted. Uh, most of it's where you get drafted. Coaching staff, ability to develop, talent around you. Does he benefit from having a really good team and a really good head coach? But of course who wouldn't? He does. But so, so we're going to blame him? All right. Do we, do we, and listen, Mahomes, different level. Do we sit here and say, boy, he's got Travis Kelsey, greatest tight end in the history of the game? No. Well, he had Tyreek Hill, too. And let's not forget, that was a playoff team. Right. Without him. With Alex Smith, that was a playoff team. And Andy Reid's a great coach. So, I mean, it's the same, it's the same kind of argument people have with the whole Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing. You know, who's more responsible? And I always go back to, well, would Tom Brady be Tom Brady if it wasn't for Bill Belichick? But outside of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar, do you look at Brock Purdy and say he's clearly inferior to every other quarter? Like, is he inferior to Dak? Is he inferior to Jalen Hurts? Is he inferior to Kirk Cousins? Like, I don't know. I feel like he's like, on a good day, he's, he's that. And on a bad day, he's, sure he's not. But he's, he's not far from that. No, I think he's a really good quarterback. I wouldn't put him in the same conversation as the best quarterbacks in the league. But he's 24 years old in his first year as a, as a starting quarterback. I mean, he's a first-round pick. What are we talking about right now? If he's a first-round pick, you're saying, boy, how, how good is this guy? Right. What, right. A pick, what a pick the Niners made. Right. Brilliant. If, if you took him third, if you took him third, if, he, if you took him where Trey Lance went and he led you to an NFC championship game and didn't have a chance to compete in that game, and then led you to a Super Bowl the next year, you'd say, boy, are they getting value out of that. Right. They made the right pick. They absolutely made the right pick. If they, Dude, if he was the third overall pick, would you think twice if I asked you right now? Uh, this is hard because you already know. But if I asked you right now, he's the third overall pick. He's had the success in year one when he took over and now in year two. Who would you rather have, Brock Purdy or Trevor Lawrence? See, Trevor Lawrence... Like, the the look of Trevor Lawrence, and I don't mean, like, the physical appearance. I mean, like, the way he throws the ball is different. But Brock Purdy wins, man. Well, I understand. Brock, Brock I, Purdy I has it. that, like, it factor. I think I'd probably take Purdy. But it's just for whatever reason, people, it's like, it confirms your opinion by where he was drafted. Like, well, he can't be. How could he be talented? He was the last pick in the draft. He can't be that good. She's just but, a product but, of his team. But why could, I mean, Pacheco was the, was a, a seventh-round pick. Like, Brady was a sixth-round pick. You, I mean, I could sit here and we, I could name you 50 guys that were fifth, sixth, seventh-round picks. Jesse Armstead was, I think, an eighth-round pick for the Giants. Sometimes you, these guys slip through the cracks. It happens. And he's been, the, and listen, 
no one can no one can honestly say as much as you like Brock Purdy that he hasn't benefited from a great coaching staff and great players run him. Of course he has. But but do you blame him for that? No, and that's that why he's in the fortune? Super Bowl again. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl again. And that's why he's he's in the Super Bowl. That's just part of it. Now, do I think like there's not many young quarterbacks either that step in the league and are able to carry bad teams to like oh, what's what you saw from C.J. Stroud doesn't that's not normal. That doesn't normally happen. And that speaks to how good C.J. Stroud is and how great a pick that was. But it's just that most guys at you know at 24 years old in their first full year as a starting quarterback can't, aren't going to drag a bad team to the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. There's got to be talent around them. There's got to be a good coaching staff in place. But it's because we've seen all those things. Like we've seen, we know Kyle Shannon's a great coach. We know that Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. And that Trent Williams is the best left tackle. And how good George Kittle is. And how good Debo Samuel is. But why? I don't understand why that's a knock. Like, if Brock Purdy was the was the quarterback of the, I don't know, you, you a subpar team, would, would he be this good? Would they be that good? No, I mean they would not. But you know what? If Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of Washington, you think you think that he's playing on Sunday? No, he's not. No, right. But I mean, there's a hesitancy. There's a hesitancy because you know where he was drafted. Maybe you know some some of the skill sets not as as like kind of in your face as a lot of the other guys that we're talking about, but I don't know. I mean, Brock Purdy, uh, I mean, over 4,000 yards, almost 70% of his passes, 31 touchdowns. I mean, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that too. I mean, okay, let me ask you this now. Brock Purdy, quarterback of the Jets this season after play four. Playoffs. You think your playoff team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's a question. I, I agree with you. Let, let's go to uh, Mel and Rahway. Mel, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, fellas. I'm sorry to call back. Uh, we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and being the villains the other day. Um, I wanted to also bring up a point about Steve Spagnuolo being there. And he, he always having an imprint. The defense always having an imprint of the games, you know. He also beat Tom Brady twice. We, we talk, I mean, he, he beat Tom Brady. He's, he's a three-time defensive coordinator that's won the Super Bowl now. Right, I mean, Steve Spagnuolo. We talked about it earlier in the show. It's like you could probably thanks for the call. You could probably look at the head coaches and say, close. Right? I guess he'd have to give some kind of an edge to Andy Reid, but close. But when you incorporate Spags, I think it's a it's a huge advantage for Kansas City. Right, I think you just look at the matchup. Like, don't even do that. Just don't go head to head. Just go. I mean, what do you trust more, Andy Reid against Steve Wilkes or Kyle Shannon against Spags? Which one's closer? Clear edge to Andy Reid against Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes has not done a good job with this defense. If if the defense gets run on, if they lose and the defense gets run on the way it's been run on in the first two games, Steve Wilkes is going to be fired immediately. And and probably rightfully so. The only thing I'll say is that Detroit offensive line might be the best in football. That Chiefs offensive line is not. No, it's not, but they've played. I mean, they since, for whatever reason, I don't know, call it boredom with the regular season or just figuring it out. I mean, they've played... He's been sacked twice. It's unbelievable. He's been sacked twice. Hasn't turned the ball. He's not turned the ball over. They're not taking penalties. I mean, it's like they've cleaned everything up. Which is, uh, I mean, it's unbel- they, it's un- they are unbelievable. But it's what, dude. It's it's what it's what championship teams do. Like, and you also recognize like what kind of team you have. Like you saw it in the Baltimore game. All right, we scored enough points. That's fine. We're good. Right now, we'll adjust what we do. As long as we avoid making a big time mistake. How about, that, huh? how about that, huh? How about Kansas City, in that moment, they adjust what they do. 
Dan Campbell in that moment. We do what we do. That's who we are. But that's the that's what great teams do, and hopefully Dan Campbell learns that. But I don't think he did. Uh, I mean, he he didn't say, man, you know what, i got to kind of get back to the drawing board and look at things. It was, that's what we do, and that, that's what I would do again. Didn't feel like he learned very much from it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure they could also use the excuse, like, hey, if you know Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble that ball, maybe the outcome's different, too. All right, but still, he, he, I, I, he made bad decisions. He made bad decisions. I don't, know many, I don't know if they were just kind of rubbing salt in the wound, but I'm pretty, pretty sure every person I heard talk after that game from San Francisco said the turning point was on that fourth down. When all of a sudden they felt like, okay, now we have some momentum, let's go. The first fourth down. The first fourth down. Right, I, I would agree. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.